Iowa everywhere. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I want to update our kitchen cabinets. Hmm. Sounds expensive. What if I found a company that's 75% less than new cabinet construction? Really? Still though, whew, big mess. What if it wasn't? 75% less than new and no mess. <gasps> no way. Guess what? What's better than a new look for your kitchen cabinets? Getting that new look without the mess. And for up to 75% less than the cost of new custom cabinets. With the Kitchen Refresh approach by No Pros of Iowa, you'll save time, money, and hassle. Getting an updated look to your kitchen, bath, bar, or laundry room. The typical transformation is five days or less. Visit our Central Iowa Design Studio or kitchenrefreshiowa.com. You were right. I know. Schedule your free consultation today. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. What's going on? Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We are on location here at the beautiful Circa Resort and Casino. I can touch you. Look you can that. touch me. What are you, what are you doing? Unzipping my shirt? Pill He's pocket. Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams. Uh, we're out here in Las Vegas for the wonderful Ultimate Contest weekend with our friends at Circa. It's actually really going to pick up today because all these people from around the country are coming in to sign up for... Circa Millions mm-hmm. and, and Circa Survivor. And I think it'll be really hopping tomorrow down there at the book because you're going to have the Week Zero games going on. And then all these people from, again, like all over the country, you have to come here to sign up. And this is the weekend that they do it. It's already, it's a lot busier than it was the last time I was here, which was December for the Cyhawk basketball games. That Oh, no. Oh, boy. Aiden's on it. Aiden's on it. Oh. See? You guys really miss me, fix don't it? you? Jeez. Do we have the audio? Yes, you're back. Okay, we're, we're back. back. We're back according it's to Ben Matt, we, we can't hear you. Yeah. Aiden will get it all fixed. We are back, though. That's all that matters. This is what happens when you get shit-faced and you're all hung over for the show. You don't get everything set up correctly. Are you talking about Aiden? You. Aiden <laughs> doesn't drink. <laughs> Aiden's the producer, not me. <laughs> and Aiden doesn't drink. Would you quit, like, presenting that I'm this just degenerate? Like, I was in bed at 11 o'clock last night. I went to bed at 9 the first night I was here. What are you trying to do? Like, you're just trying to... 
It's all, it's all part of the narrative. You know? I know. Gotta, I understand what you're build trying. the narrative. This is like it's it's uh, it's out of control here. We're good now. Uh, we got the audio fixed. We are presented as always by our friends at Fairway as well. We appreciate Fairway for coming on board to sponsor us in year two of two guys named Chris. Our um, our one year anniversary is in four days. Is it really? With Iowa everywhere, yeah. Well, happy anniversary. Let's cheers, cheers. to that. Cheers to cheers. coffee. Yes, it's real coffee too. Everybody's asking what's in the drinks. It's people think we just come out here and just do drugs <laughs> and for that's all we do. Do drugs? <laughs> but it's like now we're working. Like this is like a work trip. I was on a I walk. worked a lot yesterday. We were walking the dog a couple nights ago, I was with the wife, and she just out of the blue asked me do you guys smoke when you're out there in Vegas? I said, what? No, we don't smoke. Then, of course, you start lighting up at the fake derby table last night. <laughs> I did not. Well, you had, he wasn't actually smoking, but there was a... There was a but it looked uh, like I was smoking. <laughs> there was a thing right in front of you with just a bunch of cig- old cigarettes in it. Yeah, God, disgusting. The, what we were doing, we were at the Bar Canada at the D which is another Circa property that's right down the street. So it's where our guy, Mike Palm, always hangs out. And Mike hosted a bunch of us media types. Mm-hmm. And they have this, it's called Sigma Derby. And according to my buddy Aaron from here at Circa, it's the only, like, original one that's still left in Vegas. Because they're all, like, digital now. Sure. And, and this one, like, the, these horses... <laughs> I can't you were, believe you were playing that game. You were a little elitist growing up, so you probably didn't play with, like, little action figures and stuff like that. Like the wax horses that you would buy at, like, Orschelands. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I played video games. Yeah, you're a little... Traded baseball cards. Freaking elitist. Played outside. Played sports. You didn't play sports. Sure you were, I did. And so, like, and they, they just run around this little track, and I became enamored with it. There was a, a bunch of people there, and... Me and this one guy across the table, uh, we, we developed a rivalry. We were giving each other the suck it sign. <laughs> like, it, it turned into this whole deal. And I really enjoyed myself in playing the Sigma Derby game. I lost all $20. There it is. There's the lung dart <laughs> that you had in the ashtray right in front of you. Uh, good job by Matty Van Winks to pull the video here from the hassle. Uh, see, I, those were not hey, my boys. cigarettes. <laughs> we don't. I, I should have posted the video of you getting into it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What was, was it, like 25 cents a game? I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Eh, it was a good time. You uh, tried to cl- A minute ago, you were like, yeah, people think we come out here and we just party the whole time, drugs, smokes, alcohol. And then, of course, the first thing we show is you just total degenerate betting on fake ponies and drinking and smoking. Uh, we had a good time last night, though. It was fun. We did have fun. It, thanks to Palm and all those guys for... For hosting us over there, yes, in the you know, South Bend Hawkeye, it is called the D. <laughs> That's the name of the casino over there. It's a resort and casino. Yeah, it's the D, the Big D, but not Dallas. So I believe that was named because Derek Stevens is a Michigan guy. I think it's named after Detroit, or it has some yeah, sort of. Yeah, but the bar was type. Canadian themed. Yeah, Bar Canada. Yeah. What was up with that? I don't know. It's just that's the. That's the theme of it. There it is. Um, okay, we do have a lot of college football to get to. We didn't have a show yesterday, obviously, so we're going to do the the normal two guys named Chris. Why thing. did people think we were coming on before 1 o'clock Central? I, I don't know. I really did don't Did you know. screw something else up? No. 
People were in the comments waiting at like noon. Aiden, did you screw something up? Did you tell uh, uh, intern Aiden here? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. I thought you blaming everything on Aiden. Well, it's a lot on me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Aiden's been, this whole setup, we've got the two camera thing. He's doing a great job. So where we, and it, he's been interning with us and he's had really zero requirements. He's just done a lot of this good stuff and like he's, he's been fantastic. He has one requirement and he has to write a column on what it's like to follow us around playing blackjack with Ted Flint. Jeez. And well, it's going to be like two sections where it's before Hassel went to bed, after Hassel <laughs> yeah. went to bed. Yeah, because I, I, I pieced out at like 9.30, 10 o'clock last night because I, I, I give myself 100 bucks, well, and as soon as that goes at the blackjack table, I'm out. So here's what happens. We get back here to, to Circa. And uh, Ted Flint and I, we just started going. Uh, we, were, we were just playing Matt Campbell roulette, baby, and we everything on black at the <laughs> roulette table, all black. And shout out Matt Campbell. Yep, shout out to Matt Campbell. At one point, Ted was like, "Should we try putting it on Cardinal?" And I was like, "No, we're staying everything on black, school colors, baby." And we ended up losing everything. So, Jesus. Well, two guys named Chris and Ted. Flint, who's like hanging out at the pool right now. He's out at state. He got so. the stretch limo ride from the airport. And again, yeah. I'm I was in the SUV. Yeah. I, I'm I'm starting to think that you set these sponsors up and you're like, listen, it's great that you're joining us, but there's one thing you need to know. You need to just continue to piss hassle off. Fairway <laughs> doesn't send the meat box. I never get the stretch limo that you guys get here at Circa. You probably have like a huge suite. Uh, look, they get they get you a nice water. Actually, I was thinking when I got off the plane, I was like, you know what? I don't need the stretch. I just want a water because I'm going to go work out as soon as I get to the... What the hell the is that all about? Because I was waiting for you. I was so excited for you to get here. I'm sitting down at Vegas Vicky's. I'm, I'm just itching for you to walk through the door and we can reunite. Yeah, you were waiting for me at check-in. Yes, I was literally there. And then you, you go, okay... I'll be down in 10 minutes. Like, you're all excited to see me. I was like, okay, I'm going to go sit at Mega Bar. And then you just never show up. And I text you, where are you at? And you go, oh, I wanted to get a run in real quick. What is wrong with you? If I'm going to go out all hours of the night, eat just ridiculous bar food. Well, we had um, the bacon... I, I had Last an omelet night. at yeah. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. An omelet with hash browns at 7 o'clock. And I ate some of your onion rings. It was bacon but, nation so there I, so I the burned, deep. I burned 500 calories on that treadmill so I could, I could have a couple extra. Meantime, you had already been drinking. So I, I was basically 1,000 calories ahead of you at that point because you were drinking and I burned some. So. And I'm going to do it today, too. After our show, I got to hit the gym. You want to come with me? I didn't bring any gym clothes. What is wrong with you? What I'm did you a, bring? You said you didn't bring swim trunks. No, why would I bring swim trunks? It's Circa Swim. There's an open bar tonight. It says up there, Sir, Stadium Swim Open Bar, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right, I'll go buy a swimsuit. It's fine. William's workout is sweating it out at the table with Zoomier, apparently. <laughs> I just say my my Vegas workouts are a little bit different than yours. <laughs> well, it was a good day. 
It was a good day. But uh, now, now I'm, I feel like I've adjusted. I slept my, I slept a full 11 and a half hours. <laughs> Jesus. I was in bed by 10. I got what up at 9.30. What time did you get up at 9.30? Yeah. I woke up to a text from you that said, what's your deal? Well, I mean, we're here getting set up. We're promoting the show. We're, we're trying to help out our great sponsor. And your ass is just in bed. We don't even hear from you. What did you, you didn't need me for anything unless, did you think we were going on earlier than we were too? South, Somebody said the site said 11.30. No, we never were going to and, and that Miller was, was posting false information all over social media about us being on earlier. No, we were always coming on at 1 o'clock central. Let's, um, let's, hit, let's hammer out some of these things. We, we have confirmed that Cade McNamara does still have two legs. Uh, there were some rumors in our chat that Cade McNamara had been amputated one of his legs. <laughs> Not true. This, this deal is starting to get interesting. Well, It's starting to get interesting. I told you, well, I don't know what it was. Was it a week ago? I can't remember. When, when the news came out that he was likely going to return to practice, or they were hopeful that he would return to practice next week, which is this week. Yeah. And... You know, articles were being written. Hawkeye fans, you can breathe a sigh of relief. And Iowa fans seemed, I took it totally different. Like, I thought he was already back at practice. Mm -hmm. And I think it was when the Big Ten media, when the Big Ten network went there, and they reported that he wasn't out there. And Kirk Ferentz didn't say, well, he'll be back at practice next week. He'll be ready to go for the, He, he said, we hope to have him back at practice next week. It's a week-to-week deal. And I didn't like the sounds of that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we had Kirk Ferentz earlier this week saying, you know, he's hopeful that he can play week one. But then we had the, I, 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 I wish I had her name, but the reporter. Shannon from KCCI. That I believe. interviewed Cade McNamara. And she asked him point blank about the injury, and he just gave a really odd response. And, and some Iowa fans are saying, well, maybe he responded like that because Kirk Ferentz told him not to say anything about the injury. But his response has really caused the rumor mill to start swirling out of control here, basically saying, Matt, you have that clip. And then you talk about rehabbing. How are you coming along? Um, you know, my, I'm, I'm progressing, and um, that's all I want to say about that. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like that either. I'm progressing, and that's all I want to this say about definitely that. definitely more, it feels more serious than what we were led to believe early on. Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. But, but e- even if it just means that... He's not going to play week one. That's that's concerning to me. Well, it's concerning to me. Because they're still going to win the game without him. Yeah. But this is about timing. Iowa State, Iowa Penn S- State. And Iowa those, State are coming, those are coming soon. And the, Iowa State is, has its problems. We all know that. Defense is isn't one of them. Defense is not one of them. Like, that's going to be a lights-out defense all year. And if you're – man, if I'm Ferentz – I really want McNamara to get some real reps in that first game and not have to just – he can handle the atmosphere of aims and all that stuff. I'm not worried about that. It's just like Mm timing-wise. And 
he's never played real reps with this group before. And you will be going up against one of the best defenses in the country, probably. A top 20 defense Mm -hmm. in Iowa State in that first game. So I think it's really important that he gets out there against Utah State and at least plays a quarter or or something. If you had to say right now, will we see Cade McNamara against Utah State? What would you put the percent chances? 50. I'm not even sure I'm at 50. I, I feel like it might be 40, 30. Yeah, I'm going 33%. 33%. A one in three chance that we see Cade McNamara against Utah State. This is a now, bad, break, bad break for uh, Brian Ferentz in that 25 points because that was one of the games they were going to need yeah. to run some, run some points Look, up. Look, they get still that. should be able to score points against Utah State. But who's the quarterback going to be? Is it Labus? Is no, it, it's that guy. Is it the guy from Wisconsin? It's the guy who came with the guy from Wisconsin. Deacon the volunteer, Hill? The volunteer coach. The Wisconsin quarterback volunteer coach. I, His guy. There, There is part of me, though, that that believes, even though you always take things really conservative, and Kirk Ferentz is a conservative guy. Yeah. But he's so conservative that he may become liberal in this instance because his conservativeness might be telling him, oh, my God, you cannot allow Labus or Deacon Hill to take snaps in a meaningful game. So you better get McNamara out there even if he's not ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. Know. I, I, I think it's really important that he plays. I think he knows that too. And let's be honest, he's not this it's a soft tissue thing. If it's been weeks where he's not even practicing, this thing isn't going to just all of a sudden get to 100% and stay there. No. He's always going to have, I think, a little bit of an issue. Well, we're we're here in Las Vegas and we're having these conversations and I was reading some stuff yesterday about it. Aren't we at the point with We've been dealing with this gambling thing all summer long in our state. Yeah. Noah Shannon can't play this year, right? Like, in Iowa State's still waiting on the NCAA. From what I know, I would think it would be any day now where they will get their news. We need to just require these guys to put out injury information, like what Brian Kelly's doing at LSU right now. You get out ahead of it. I think it was like two lanes making their athletic department employees sign non-disclosure agreements about like injuries and stuff like that because they don't want it to impact gambling. And that makes sense. Mm. Troy Damon, the AD there, is an Iowa guy. So he's probably been paying very close attention to every, I, it all. They Get out ahead of this thing. Like, this is ridiculous. We need – and I'm not coming at this from a – this isn't a betting thing. It's not a gambling thing. Although that does play a big part of it. This – this, so you're saying it should be like in this, the NFL where there yes, needs to be like this, specific designations and you have to be forthcoming constant about. constant circus that we're always doing here mm-hmm. with the injuries and trying to be secretive. And like, I get it if I'm a coach. Like, it doesn't do me any good to be putting it out there. But like, isn't this stupid? But they're not going to do it unless they're forced to do it. I know. We need to force them to do it. There needs to be. But who's going to force them? Like a conference needs to come forward and be like, hey. But then we're going to take the initiative here in doing this. Yeah, but then you're in a non-conference game against a Big 12 team, and you've got the Big 10 will release 
the injury you're, information. The Big 12 won't. You're right. I, I just fine. Let's do it. Let's all come together when these these guys, you know, the the these commissioners, they all get together and have their little meetings, and they go to the swanky hotels, yeah. right, where they're all eating caviar. They all need to come together and just make this decision. I am so sick and tired of the these head coaches just hide. And maybe, and, and I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Does HIPAA because they're not technically employees? There you go. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know. Probably. But I, but I also know that like we're in this deal now, and like this gambling stuff is real, right? We've been dealing with it all summer. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. More states are going to be opening this thing up. Like this is ridiculous. What are we trying to? What are we doing? What are we doing with this McNamara thing? And this is just a tiny example. Well, you this look happens up, all over the country. Look up Iowa's win total and the and the numbers on that again, because I got it right here. I was listening to the CW pod yesterday, and you were talking win totals and eight and a half. The numbers have changed. Now that number hasn't changed. So, but right here, it, it's, a, a week ago, you had to. It, it was minus money to put to go over Iowa eight and a half. It was like minus 120, and there was plus money on the under. That is flipped. Plus 105, the over, minus 125 for the under. So now it's minus 125 under. Yep. That that has to be... McNamara-related? Yes. It's not just Noah Shannon. They're not going to... Yeah, because they're deep at D-line. Yes. They'll be fine. Uh, that... A defensive player, one defensive player, isn't going to make any kind of an impact on a season total. But a quarterback does. And I think now that there is enough doubt out there about Cade McNamara's health that that is what has swayed that number a little bit. Because I remember talking to you a week and a half, two weeks ago, like, oh, my God, it just seems like free money to go over eight and a half for Iowa, I, I I have them at nine and three. I would be really surprised, and I was being conservative there. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they only won eight games, but you had to pay a premium for that. Minus one twenty, mm-hmm. minus one thirty. Now you're now getting money. It's yes. Now it's plus money, and that's feeding into this. What do, what do you think about this? Because we have a couple people in the comments. Um, Live hard one says it's no one's business about the injuries, and I would, I just I disagree with that. We are in a different world now. This isn't, oh, well, that, that guy's a geology major and he happens to play offensive line anymore. We're not in that world. We're, you got $100 million television contracts. We, like, what are we, people gamble on these games. And it's, I'm trying to protect the athletes, guys. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't give a shit about it what, from a. How, does this, I, how would that protect the athletes? Because what. Like, I'm, I was reading this Tulane thing. So, like, if you're a manager for the Tulane football team, you have to sign this non-disclosure agreement that, like, if you see the quarterback at, um, you know, getting his hamstring worked on after practice, you can't tell your dad that. You can't tell anybody that. Okay. And what I'm saying is... If is that good? No, well, here's hear me out. Like, if we just you can't make it tell a, your dad that, you if can't we just, tell your wife, you your can't girlfriend, talk to people about any of it because they're trying to protect. The That's information. not good. I don't like that. So, but my point is, like, if you do like what Brian Kelly's doing, and we're just putting out these injury reports, you're eliminating all of that risk because you're just being honest yeah. about it, like the NFL does. And these guys are getting paid now. They all are. Well, they're all getting paid. You're looking at it. 
at the very top level. If you're going to make them all do it, you're talking all of FBS. You're yes. talking the Jacksonville states of the world. They're not getting much money, if no. anything. Fine, make it all the Power Five conferences. Yeah, I think, at I, the, don't know. I, I think I, the only way that that would happen is if, and we might be heading this way, where these conferences, like the SEC has hinted at this for years, that they're just going to end up growing to 24 teams and they are going to play their own playoff at the end of the season to crown their own champion and then not play anybody else. And I think in that instance, you probably do get something like that. But with these conferences still playing non-conference games and no one really overseeing everybody, like the NCAA, they don't have any power anymore. Mm -hmm. That's something that the NCAA should have done a long time ago. But again, you mentioned it, HIPAA, I don't know. They're not employees. So what can you do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it will, it will eliminate a lot of problems going forward if, if they just make it part of the deal. I don't know how you do it, but... I maybe. think they would have to be employees. Probably which, right. which might be coming That's eventually. Probably coming anyway. To the higher level. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I don't think you're going to see 130 teams in this higher level. And I'm going to push back on this guy again. He Who? says it's not the same. You can't compare true professional sports with amateur college. This isn't amateur, guys. Like, we can call it that all we want. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I guess by the letter of These the guys, law. They're free agents. Like, I, it, the whole thing is screwed up. Like, I'm not denying that. Like, but we, it's a farce to sit there and say these guys are amateur at these high levels. Like, is this, you think the LSU football team considers itself to be amateur college athletics? No. Come on. What do you, like, it, it's intellectually dishonest to claim that now. It's different than it was 20 years ago, yes. Now you can make money off of your name, image, and likeness. And now, let's be honest, we're in the pay-for-play world. Yes, we absolutely are. But not everybody's getting it. We're out there creating alcohol to pay the player. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> Speaking of that, I want to thank my buddy Chad from Channel Seed. Uh, we are in the Channel Seed studios out here. But he sent me this great photo. Uh, look at this. This is at the fairway in Huxley. The Ames Lager is completely off the shelf. You can't find it anywhere. And look below. It, 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 it completely full thing of swarm. Do you think someone doctored that like the, <laughs> like they took all the swarm out of the back and put it in there? And do you think they're being truthful with you here? I mean, yeah, it, it is it, Huxley. That's it's, it's my buddy. Hey, by the way, I got oh. my Ames Lager here. Oh, Van Wink is ready to drink. Are you going to crack waiting. it right now? Should I just crack it right now? Yeah, this so is my wait. Life. So you, you have not tried Swarm, correct? I have not, I have not tried Swarm. And you have not had Ames Lager? I have not had Ames Lager. Okay. Let's give, it a, it. Let's give it a try. Here I know go. that Murph and Andy did a taste test yesterday. I haven't listened to that. I'm, I'm not sure what they concluded. I, from what I understand with the three of them, with, with Andrew Downs there as well, it was pretty much spread out. Like, Oh, wow. That's good. One of them liked... <laughs> Van Wink's having an orgasm live you know on the air. Oh, it is, goes down this smooth. This is very good. It's got. Okay. It definitely has more flavor than like a Bud Light or a Bush Light. Okay. What would you? Great tailgating to? beer. Um. Hmm. I mean, it would. It's almost just like a craft 
like a craft Miller light almost. Um, what's the alcohol percentage? Uh, let's see, 4.5 ABV. Okay. So this is really good. I think this will be my beer of choice at Cyclone Games. Mm. A big surprise. Real Great big surprise. So breaking news from Van Winkletoes. He is, his beer of choice is going to be the Ames Lager as he helps Brent Bloom attract the next great really transfer beer. portal kicker. Have you had it, Williams? I have not. I have not. No, we tried to get Bloomy Pants to ship us some Ames Lager. And yeah, did, did you hear his, his response? It's illegal. Oh, I can't do it. It's illegal. It's illegal to ship alcohol across state lines <laughs> so I can't do it get out of here I went to Cyclone Liquor in Ames yesterday just to try and get an early an early batch and they were like nope not till no oh, wait went Wednesday went Wednesday Roger you should name drop me with Thursday. Roger Roger's my guy over there at Cyclone Liquors Bloom didn't even invite me to the launch party on wow. Thursday you're kidding me unbelievable everybody was there I know not me you're his neighbor you work with him, you give him all this free publicity, and he didn't even invite well, you. Well, he did give me a free six-pack of Ames Lager, so he's forgiven. All right, um, let, let's keep on keeping on here. Oh, by the way, before we move on to Iowa State. Who would have thought? We're out here in Vegas. Who would have thought that Van Winkletoes would be drinking before yeah, us? We're still in our, I mean, I guess we're two hours behind, but we're drinking, we're drinking coffee. Jackpot's coffee here, baby. Uh, did you see this guy sent us... That you could buy an autographed Spencer Petras jersey <laughs> at the Merle Hay Mall for only $159.99. Jesus. If, if I was in Des Moines right now, I would have already bought that and framed it to put in my office. Look at the jersey. That, pan up on that, Van Wink. It's like a Steelers jersey. What? Pan, zoom into the top. It looks like the name is like a foot down the back. Like, what kind of janky-ass jersey is this? It's one that cost $159 for a Spencer Petrus jersey. I do think you need that for the, for the Cyclone studio. Fanatic Iowa Everywhere studio. I think so. I think it'd be People have been asking, clamoring for Iowa gear in the background of well, your studio. Bohannon's supposed to be getting me some stuff. Oh, Bohannon is? Yeah, Bohannon's supposed to be getting me some Iowa stuff. Like, good okay. stuff. So oh, like, okay. stuff that he wore? Yeah, well, he's going to give me one of his jerseys, and then I want to get a Chris Street jersey for in there. Yes. I feel like that'd be really hell yeah, really fitting to put in. And then I have somewhere, mm-hmm. and I don't know if my mom, somewhere. Oh, no. Bo, Bo says it's off the shelf in 30 minutes. He's heading there right now. God damn it, Bo. You know what he's going to do? He's going to buy it, and then he's going to try to sell it to you for more money. Um, Somewhere in like the bowels of my parents' house, I have old Cedric Shaw and Tim Dwight jerseys with the wings. Oh, the wings. I have them somewhere. Or as my dad called them, the railroad ties. Those things were sick, man. They were, they were, they were so bad, but it's been so long since they did it, and it's so out of character for Iowa that now they seem kind of cool. Yeah. It, it, it was neat a couple years ago when they had the, the the all gold jerseys that had those feathers on them. They wore those against Penn State yeah. a few years ago. That was cool. But Jesus, those those were come on. The peak 90s, but those were terrible. The worst ones in the state that I were the Chiswick era Iowa State uniforms. 
Which Matt, pull those up real Chizik quick. Chiswick-era Iowa State uniform. Yeah, so it would have been. They, so there's the, oh, there's just, the Hawkeye ones with Tim Dwight. God, look at that. Like, that is, I feel like I'm watching the program. Oh, man. Yeah, I've got two of those. I had a six and I had a five because I couldn't decide which Hawkeye I wanted back then. I feel just dirty saying this now. Although Tim Dwight's a freaking phenomenal you know, dude. The, like, I, I really like him. I, I was just thinking the other day, the, some of the most exciting moments I had as a sports fan was when I'd go to Kinnick Stadium and Iowa would be returning a kick in Tim Dwight and Tavian Banks were yeah. deep to receive, and yeah. one of them was going to get it. God, that was so great. Tavian's in Des Moines now. Is he? Yeah. He came on with me and Ross a couple years ago before the Cyhawk game. We did a show, and he co-hosted it with us. He's great. So what are the Gene Chizik era Cyclone uniforms? They were just this bright red. It Aren't those the same ones that McCarney had his last couple years? No. They were actually different. Um because this was because before the I-State. It was in between Clone NATO and I-State. And it was just this bright ass red with gold in it. They looked like really cheap Kansas City Chiefs uniforms. Yeah. Is, is how I would describe it. I can picture those, but I... Oh, they God, were Those were... We'll get them pulled up here and, and, and show everybody. Those were horrible. Anyways, um, I'll get to this Kirk Ferentz take here. In, in just a little bit, because I'm, I'm really into watching Kirk Ferentz press conferences these days. Uh, it, let's make an assumption. I, I want to challenge you, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong on the Iowa State quarterback situation, okay? Like, I, I want to be clear about that. Like, I, I understand what you're saying where you want J.J. Cole to be the guy. I get it. I'm only basing that off the way he looks next I, to Rocco Beck. Let's make an assumption <laughs> I'm not in practice watching. Let's just make an assumption that the line is going to struggle again this year, mm. okay? Now, I know there's some optimism. You got the new coach, you know, all this stuff. Okay, whatever. Let's just go after the assumption that, they're, that it's, it's going to be a below-average offensive line. Mm -hmm. Could I make a – so what do you need out of the quarterback position? You don't make mistakes, right? Um, be able to hopefully – churn out some first downs so you can let your defense win the game and hopefully you can make a freaking kick okay could i make could i potentially change your mind if we're going on the assumption that you're going to have a below average offensive line to not screw up your true freshman quarterback to not throw him out there to the wolves with that iowa defense in week two i, I i've talked to these guys when these quarterbacks when they play with these bad offensive lines they start seeing ghosts out there I don't know if I want to do that to J.J. Cole this early in his career. What do you think? It's a pretty good take. Is Rocco Becht more mobile? Is he yes. more evasive in the pocket? Yes. That's another check in I, your I'll, column. I don't know if I would. I haven't seen him enough to say he's evasive. I don't know if I could. But I, I do think he's more mobile than J.J. Cole. Can he see over the top of the offensive line and defensive line? I don't know about that. Because based off that picture we saw, it looks well, like he's 5'10". Well, you 5 just 10. get the picture out of here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all focus on something other than the one photograph that you saw of this guy. Okay? <laughs> he was like a four-star prospect. He's not like this. He's Rocco not, was? Yeah, they're not throwing bloom out there. Wait, hang on. Rocco Becht was not a four-star prospect. I believe he was a four-star prospect. Come on, prospect. Matt, Matt, look this up. Or Aiden. I believe he was. Can somebody look this up for me? 
A four-star. Yeah, he was by, a, rated by who? Cyclone Report. He was a really nice prospect when they got. Look, him. I know his dad, and his dad was a great football player. Looks like three-star. There you go, three-star. Get out of here with your four-star. J.J. Cole was a four-star, maybe. Yeah, he was. Rocco Becht was. I didn't think he was being brought in as more than a backup prospect. When, oh when no! They got you know, you're you're wrong. Well, you're wrong. Prove it to me. Well, I mean, we, we might see it in week one. I, I'm just saying, like Cole's your long-term guy. Like, I agree with everything you're saying. You want to build this guy. I don't know if I want to screw him up early. Keith on. Murphy sent me a text a, uh, a week or so ago saying that J.J. Cole is built exactly like Spencer Petrus, and I disagree with that. Yeah, he's wrong about that. I'm with you. I, I feel like Petrus is, has more of that dump truck build, like just kind of a big ass, just kind of thick. Cole is like tall, slender, long, and at arm. least two inches taller than Petrus. Now, is he, maybe he's the guy, maybe he means more like he could, well, he can, he can move too. Wow. I don't know that Petrus could move like that. South Bend Hawkeye points out that Spencer Petrus was a four-star as well. Yeah, it's, so was Jake Christensen. I, I know. I get it. I, ne I never, I never expected much from Petrus. I expect more from J.J. Cole because he towers above the competition. That picture... I dream about that picture at night. You really are obsessed with this picture. I, I, you know, it just, I think that someone in the Iowa State Communications Department had an agenda. <laughs> and they put that out there to make sure J.J. Cole would win the job. But I, I get what you're saying, because you're playing Iowa Week 2. Do you, do you start with the guy who's been in the program longer? And then maybe if he struggles, you put Cole in after you get away from the best, uh, one of the best defenses in the country. Because as good as the, the Big 12 has improved its reputation over the years for defense. Yes. It's not as horrible as it yeah, used to be. Yeah, they've really shifted but still, a lot. Yeah. But still, you're not going to see a defense like Iowa's. Can I point out, too, I think that I'm really interested in this 25 points per game thing. Yeah. Did you hear me in Palm? Yes. Yesterday. That was a really interesting conversation with Palm because you were like, well, the running clock, that's going to hurt Iowa. And, and he pushed back on you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how this plays out, especially because I think these teams that want to kill the clock are going to milk the shit like out Iowa of Like Iowa State. Yeah. And if you don't have McNamara in week one and Iowa State's sucking the life out of the ball, and we, now they have to be able to run the ball, which would be – you know, I, I don't know if they'll be able to. I have no idea. This 25 points per game thing, these games that you're wanting to rack up some points, I'm telling you, this Brian Ferentz deal. But Mike Palm, who is in the know, yes, he says that there's actually value early in the season on overs. Because we're going to all overreact to it. Because offensive coordinators are going to try to make up the difference by moving faster because do you think you Brian know how Ferentz it is will do that? I, I don't know about Brian Ferentz in Iowa but 
you know how it is. If you're an offensive coordinator, you've got your numbers, and you're based, you know, you're looked at on your numbers, right? You're not just your ranks, but how many points you put up, how many plays you run, how many yards you gain. And if all of a sudden you're going to be taking away 10 plays a game, are you then going to overcompensate for that and try to work faster and throw it to try to keep those numbers yeah, up? I don't know. That's what Mike Palm was saying that mm -hmm. he thinks might happen. But will Iowa do that? Because, <laughs> like, with, but the, the, you've got this crazy contract. Because I think in a normal year, Kirk would be like, oh, we're going to slow this, slow this yes. shit down even more. But. But yeah, now his son's it. job is on the line. His son's job could be on the line. It's crazy. And Kirk Ferentz. You know, you, you've seen a little bit of change in him, the I don't give an F sort of stance on certain things. Like, I don't care what you think of me for saying this. I'm, I've, been, I've, I've been in this longer than anybody else. I probably don't have that much time left. I'm going to do and say what I want. Is Kirk Ferentz going to have one of those you think he's zigging when he actually zags and all of a sudden he wants to go rack up points. He wants to say F you to Gary Barta and all the haters that Brian Ferentz has had and say, look, this is what we can do. You want this? All right, let's do it. Got to have a healthy Cade McNamara to do that, though. If, what if Cade McNamara does miss time? That's what I'm saying. You still got to hit your 25 points. You have to. There's a lot of balls in the air right now, Williams. A lot of <laughs> balls tired. in the air. I just two guys named Chris. Live I, I, I at just just have to hope that McNamara returns to practice next week and can at least see some action in the Utah State game. You have to hope that. I would like to do our... I don't want to see him come in for, for his first game against an Iowa State or a Penn State. Let's do our weekly kitchen refresh perspective mm -hmm. where we thank our friends at kitchen, kitchenrefreshiowa.com. And what we're going to do every Thursday on the show, Friday this week, is I'm going to give you a fresh perspective on the Hawkeyes. You give one on the Cyclones. And mine is for this week... I love this, like, Kirk Ferentz that just doesn't give a shit right now. <laughs> like, Ferentz is, he reminds me of my grandma at the end of her life. Yeah. She'd just say whatever the hell she, what are you going to do? I, she's the matriarch of the family. <laughs> I'm just going to give her a kiss and say, God love you, grandma. Uh -huh. Hell yeah. You know how, they, like, when your parents get older and they just start, they lose their filter? Ferentz gives zero shits right now. He's calling out the DCI. He's calling out the NCAA. He doesn't have an acting athletic director. He's got the interim, but like he knows that, you know, even if Beth gets gets the job, I think she probably will. Like he's not long for this role, right? You know, his he's he's I like he's it. in the twilight of his career. I like it. Ferentz is just like double birds. I'll say whatever the hell I want. That's why I think that maybe Kirk Ferentz goes out there and 
runs a – just lets Brian go, <clears throat> take it, you know. Let's score 35 a game. Tom Fornelli, his bold prediction for the college football this. season is Iowa will average 31 points per game or more this season. Where do you get the 31 points? I think it's because I said that they would average 30, and he wanted to one-up Oh, yeah, one of those deals. Yeah. 31 points per game. That would be almost double what they averaged last year, which was, what, 17? Well, and we were, if you want to join our conversations at Mega Bar here at Circa, we were discussing this last night, Chris and I were, because I'm a firm believer in coaches will generally fight with me on this, but like, I don't think Iowa's defense, it's just statistically, it's going to be really hard for them to keep it up as far as the scoring goes. You're saying the points that the defense yeah, actually like scored, not like, their scoring average on the, not, no, not the yeah, points no, per game they give up. I'm saying the touchdowns. The, points, the, the like, touchdowns and the safeties. The pick sixes, the, that's really hard to keep up like and that. And I, I agree with you on that because it's, that would be impossible to keep up. But also, I think they're not going to be in as advantageous of positions, I don't think, that they have been Correct. in years past because I don't think Iowa's going to be punting as much. I don't think they're going to be punting from the 45-yard line as much to pin them down to the one-yard line. Oh my God, do you remember that Ohio State game? The one last year. Where Iowa's defense played good and they still gave up 50-plus yeah. points? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm just thinking of stuff like that, you know? Like, did you... You're right. Like they're, they're, they I, I don't think they'll better. have as many opportunities at the one-yard line to get safeties and... Yeah because I think the offense is going to be better. So, yeah, I don't think you can count on the defense scoring points. You can never go into this. You can never count on points from your defense. That's ridiculous. I, but you guys have been doing that for a yeah, while, and I'm like, hey, it's got to come around. Look, you'll get, I think you get a pick six, maybe a couple of seasons, or a couple of seasons. Um, Which, I mean, the, and how the many one safeties thing, did they have? Well, the one thing Iowa's defense and Phil Parker have shown us is, like, that there is skill involved with it, right? Like, it's not all – I used to, about five years ago, Chris, I thought a lot of these defensive touchdowns and stuff were mostly luck that kind of comes around, right? You're going to get it some year, yeah. some year you're not. Uh, but I, they're really freaking good at, you know, being ball hawks in the, in the secondary. And, like, a guy like Cooper DeGene is just elite, like, right? So, like, there is, there is skill involved with this. It's just... Well, J Jeff makes a good point, and it reminds me of th that you were kind of saying these same things at this time last year. Yeah, because... Jeff says everyone's been saying this for the last five years regarding the Iowa defense. They keep putting together amazing seasons. I know I that think, they're But good. I think last year was another level. Yes. Because of how bad the offense was, because of how much they punted from the 50, yeah. and, be and because they had those opportunities inside the five, I just, you can't expect it. And come on, I mean, you've lost a lot of talent off that defense. Yes. I know they've been able to regroup, and I'm not saying the defense isn't going to be great. It'll be good. It'll be very good. There's no doubt in my mind. I just like. But I, are they going to be the best defense in the country i wouldn't count on i'm that. just really curious too and we had this conversation when the 25 points per game thing happened mm -hmm. like part of what has made iowa so good under kirk ferentz is just you knew what they were right like this is our identity and they've won a lot of football games playing that way mm -hmm. is this 25 point per game thing is it possible that it bites you in the ass because you get out of what you're good at. 
and you're trying like maybe do I like you're talking about oh Kirk Ferentz is getting all progressive and later do we want that do we think that Brian and Kirk Ferentz are good enough offensive minds to try and go out there and spread this thing out well, and throw it all I, over the field. I don't think... I don't think their scheme's very good. Well, comes, they're know. not going to spread it out and do that. I just think that they... Did you see Ferentz going off on seven-on-seven seven drills? Wait, what did he say about that? <laughs> and then he hates him. It was great. It's the most Kirk Ferentz So why ever. does he do them? He goes, oh, that ain't football. You don't... <laughs> these quarterbacks, they don't know how to line up under center. Yeah, no shit, Kirk. Yeah. Nobody lines up under center anymore. Yeah, they said McNamara had like a learning Patrick curve. Patrick Mahomes doesn't line up under center. <laughs> I love it. It's just like, uh-huh. I love this Ferentz. This is great. He's saying everything I think Matt Campbell wants to say about the yeah. gambling thing, but Matt can't do it because he hadn't been there for 20 years. We're still on our, our kitchen refresh, right? Yeah, so that's my refresh perspective on Iowa is I love old man Kirk double birding everything right now. My refresh perspective on Iowa State is that this narrative out there that Iowa State is going to be terrible and might only win a couple games is is ridiculous. This this narrative that they they they're going to struggle with Northern Iowa. They might lose to Ohio. Hell, they might lose every game on their schedule. Come on. Now, and and I'm not saying everybody's saying this, but I've heard a lot of this locally and nationally yeah, the last week. It is. There was an article, gosh, I want to say SI, on Matt Campbell being on the hot seat. Um, There was talk that, I think it was Big Game Boomer on on Twitter. (laughs) And I know it's all for clicks. Yeah. But they had the floor for Iowa State being 0-12, the ceiling being 4-8. Come on. (laughs) The ceiling, I think, for Iowa State legitimately is 7-5. I think that's the ceiling. I would agree with you. I think the floor. Uh, I think three. the floor is three. Three. I would put it at four. Three or four. I would say three. I just just in, you just don't know. But Iowa State is not as horrible as some people think they're going to be. They did lose some starters to the gambling investigation and the gambling crackdown. They still have a great defense, yeah. especially in that conference. And they were, I think now we're going to, you know, with Deckers last year, you thought even though he was this new quarterback, you really thought you had a talented guy that you could put up points with. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going into this season knowing that they're going to struggle on offense. And I, this is, again, it's kind of like what I was saying with Ferentz. I actually, in a weird way, like the fact that Iowa State's going into this year going, hey, we just need to kill the ball and play to our defense. Because you you know what you are. Mm-hmm. There's that identity. And in that league, that can really F up a lot of opponents when you're playing ball control and sure. you're trying to shorten the game and Mike Gundy's out there trying to air raid the shit out of it, right? Yes. So I, I, it's in my mind, it's a little bit like what y'all have done over the last 15 years. Oh, are you Southern now? <laughs> y'all? <laughs> it's what y'all have done. <laughs> you guys over there in Iowa City. Kill the, but but it, it, if they do what I'm saying, you have to be able to make a field goal. 
Right. You have to be able yes. to do, you have to be able to get a punt off. You, you have to be like <laughs> that's how Iowa's been do able to the do the small it. things. Yeah. Because they win in the margins. They're, Honestly, their punters kicking sixty yards. They're hitting fifty yard field here's, goals. You can't and here's a new saying for Campbell, okay? He's been saying win in the margins. Start saying don't lose in the margins because that's what's been going on. You've been losing games in the margin. Forget about trying to win a game in the margins. Don't lose the game in the margins with a bad snap, a botched hold, a missed extra Correct. point, a missed field goal. So what we're talking penalty. about, the three to seven win thing, mm-hmm. is really that. Yes. That's what it was last year too. Yeah. If, you, if you're average – in the margins last year, you're in a bowl game, despite how yeah. bad they were offensively. And the schedule, while you can argue that it probably can't, they, they probably can't manufacture it any harder because you do, you have to play Iowa in the non-conference, but it's at home. Mm-hmm. You do have to go to an Ohio team that won 10 games. You do have to play Texas and Oklahoma. But let's be honest. It's not like a murderer's row. There's no. not a there's not a week off in there. You really but there are a bunch of what did you say? There, how many games is Iowa State going to have where the spread is going to be within four or five points? Like eight. I went through and did every single one of them. So they're going to be favored in four to five games. They'll be favored mm-hmm. right now if the schedule go off. That could change, obviously. Is yeah. I'm just going off of power ratings right now. These are not my power ratings. These are guys here in Vegas, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they don't give a shit about Iowa and Iowa State. They just care about making money. Where are we at on Iowa State's win total right now? You got the sheet right there. Um, currently at five. And a what's juice the, to the under. Juice to the under. Yep. Minus 105 to the over, minus 115 to the under. So it really, like, it was People five are and talking th- this last week, though. People are talking... Like, the, their win total is three and a half. No, like, that's the thing. Vegas adjusted it by half of a game with the gambling stuff. That's how much Hunter Deckers and these guys meant to Vegas. Half a game. Why, you ask? Well, it's because of their defense. That's why. Mm-hmm. Because the power rating C. And the defense is going to be able to keep them in a lot of games. Yeah. And, and again, it'll come down to, are you missing 34-yard field goals? Are you fumbling? You know, are you getting punts blocked? Are you... You know, Decker's threw a lot of interceptions last year. This is what I'm saying. Like, whoever this quarterback is, if you cut the interceptions in half, yeah. they weren't that productive last year. It's not like you were out. It's been a total overreaction. And I don't know how many games they're going to win. There's nobody more confused about Iowa State than me, I can promise you. But this I, whole, I think like, that they're going 0-12, losing to Ohio. <laughs> like, these are really – bold takes, man. Like, I, and maybe they will. I don't know. May, is it conceivable that Iowa State would lose at Ohio? Sure. That could happen. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to beat Northern Iowa. But the, the, they're going to 0-12? You know, all the, it just, it's... They're not going to lose to Northern Guys, Iowa. Guys, makers still have them at 5. They're not mm-hmm. going 0-12. So that's my refresh perspective on, on Iowa State is... Thank you. This team is going to win some games this season. Yes, and, I, and it's going to be the margins. You're right. I couldn't agree with you more. And did you have breaking news on the kicking situation? I think the Nebraska transfer Contreras is going to get the, the one that Bloom bought for a, a Wee Will beer. Yeah. Young man out of Missouri Valley, Iowa. goes. He was a Juco, I think at Iowa Western. Kicked at Nebraska, but he didn't really ever play. He was kind of he, their He backup. was one for two, right? Yes. I think he's going to win the job from what I'm hearing over the young man, Gilbert, who... 
Remember Matt told us not to fry the kicker last year. <laughs> I don't think he's going to win the job. Our fan base fried that kicker. Oh, man. Last year, that was, that was rough. I just, like, the special teams thing, I just hope that they've got it all cleaned up. Oh, my narrative is working, by the way, Williams. My Excuse narrative me? that you're a drunk degenerate. <laughs> because Sean in the comments says, what's the difference between Humpty Dumpty and Chris Williams? Humpty isn't a drunk degenerate. There we go. See, my, my hard work is paying off. Aiden, young intern Aiden, was I not in bed by 9 o'clock two nights ago? Yeah, we had an early night that night, but last night. Oh, I was in bed at 11. We were in bed at 11, but it's not like, that's not an early night, I It's don't in think. Vegas. That is early. It's early for Vegas. My God. It is. It's my first time. Sorry, but, I don't know this. But you did start drinking. Well, you were drinking. I was on the treadmill at 3.30, and you were already into the jack. I hadn't had a single drink until you got here because I was wanting to kick off the guy's weekend at Circa. <laughs> oh, I got to go to the treadmill first. Things would be there much different if I was out there. Yeah, I heard... That Van Wink, look at him, he's just pounding these Ames loggers. He's got, so you got goggles so on. <laughs> I heard that Van Wink is like a total gambling degenerate yeah. in Vegas. I heard that someone spotted him at 6.30 in the morning at the blackjack table. It's, it's all true. true. I have an, I have a and I heard that that's why we didn't invite him this time is because his wife told us that they can't afford to send him out here. I have a blackjack app on my phone that I've just been training the next time I get out to Vegas. <laughs> Studying hands Matt, and... Matt does. True. He he is a hell of a... You got to get to the tables early. You get those $10 hands. Yeah. That's what's great about being out here circa and in this in this area yeah, old downtown area is you can sit at a table that is a t it's ten dollars a hand you go to the strip yeah 20 25 it's ridiculous and the only table that you can find a spot at is a hundred dollars a hand so i did take all jokes aside aiden had never been here so he wanted to see like the yeah fountains. where'd you take him i we i we got an uber to the bellagio and we just walked around from there yeah and I do want to get Aiden's take here because I told him, I go, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to take you so you can experience it. We got caught in like a monsoon, by the way. I heard you saying on yeah, the CW died. pod yesterday that you were watching people, people die all people around you. died. And I looked it up, and there's nothing about no, anyone there's dying. Matt Van Winkle sent me these. People yeah, got washed the, away the by day the flood. That, the day you were there, I, I go on the weather channel, and it says, uh, two people washed away in Vegas flooding. And I go... SOS Williams. Oh my god, Aiden? is that Williams and Aiden? <laughs> All because Aiden wanted to see the strip. What did you think? Cuz now you've been around Fremont Street, you've been in Circa. I like Fremont Street and Circa a lot better yeah. cuz I'm more like the low-key chiller vibes. Obviously yeah. this is a little overwhelming, but in terms of compared to the strip. Oh, the strip's out of control. And you got you you, you try to walk down the street you and can't. you got people just constantly trying to get you they bombard you to try to go to a strip club or an I, escort service. I actually told Aiden cuz these you know these showgirls they always want you to pay them to take get my card, take my yeah. card. <laughs> and I th this had happened like four or five times and I told him I go if one more woman walks up to us, I'm going to hold your hand, and we're going to act like we're a couple. Oh. 
because I was so sick and tired. Like we just got bombarded the whole that's, time. That's pretty. That's you know what's smart thinking on your feet there. You know what's yeah. cool about Fremont too is you go out there. I think like Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights they got like concerts going on out yeah, there. It's you, great. you can just stay out there, watch a show, yeah. go get a there burger. There was a band playing last night as I was Victory walking burger. to bed. Yeah, uh, but it, I mean, it seemed pretty good. I think it was Van Hayden. Have you seen Van Hayden? Is that the, the Hayden Hawkeye Fried band? band? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have seen them. They're oh, pretty good. There's some freaks out there on Fremont Street, though, brother. I love the freaks. I know you do. It's my favorite part of it. That's like the first thing you said when we got out on Fremont Street. <laughs> I love all the freaks. There's like girls standing out there with whips. Yes, yeah, your new excuse for all these girls that want pictures is just shove hassle into them. Oh, God. I think I did that to you once, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I pushed you in. <laughs> Luckily, I, I, I was not drunk, so I was able to collect myself. Um, real quick on this realignment update. Have you heard that Cal and Stanford, along with SMU, are potentially going to be joining the ACC? The... <laughs> So, from what I'm understanding, SMU actually is not going to take television money for like seven years. They're going there for free. But how are they going to get the votes when they didn't have them a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. There's politics going on behind the scenes. Because the the ones that didn't vote are the Florida states of the world who want to break apart from the ACC. I think ESPN is playing chess in the background offering up more money because they want these oh you think a tv network is running this thing behind the scenes (laughs) oh oh yeah but they're all amateurs you know like (laughs) we can't know if the quarterback has a pulled hamstring because these are amateur kids it's none of our business yet we're gonna send these these young let's like the let's say the we saw the stanford what volleyball team or soccer team or whatever in the denver airport the other day did you we're going to be sending these young people who go to Stanford for actual... They want to go to Stanford. It's Stanford, yeah. right? Like, this soccer team, they're actual student-athletes. Yeah. They want to... It's like going to an Ivy League school, but we're going to make them fly to freaking Raleigh in the middle of the week for a damn swimming competition. Like, this is insane. Well, and if, if that ends up happening, that's even worse than what has happened with the Big Ten yes. because at least the Big Ten now has those four teams out west, right? Yeah, yeah, and they can just hop so around. So there's a little yeah. pod out there of the four teams out west. Cal, Stanford, to the ACC? Yeah. Now maybe there's, maybe Oregon State and Washington State join that as well, and then there's that. I don't think that's I don't think happen. so either because of the TV money. No. I don't think they're going to want them unless they want to do the SMU thing and not take any money. Which, which they can't afford. SMU's just got all these rich, religious-type donors. Like, that's why they can afford to do These rich Methodists. That's the truth. They have a huge booster base. Yeah. SMU does. Like, they're willing to pay to get them into a power league. These Everybody's freaking out right now because of this consolidation and... This thing is messed up, though. Like, I, I, I just, can you imagine if you're a, Stanford has the best Olympic sports programs in the country, okay? Yeah. And you're, like, pre-med, 
soccer player and you actually care about school. That's why you went there. This is not football. Okay, like th- this is Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. And you, you wanted to play games where your parents could watch and you still wanted to get this world-class institutional, you know, academic. You, you want the Stanford degree. It's Stanford. And now your, your ass is going to be living on this plane going to the East Coast. This is exactly why those uh, Pac-12 softball players were tweeting what they did a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oregon softball players who will now be playing Michigan State and Rutgers and Maryland. <laughs> it's, it's not good. All and this stuff makes sense for football, but it yes. doesn't for any other sport. Like, it's fine. I don't, I don't feel bad for the Cal football team having to fly to the East. Whatever. You're gonna Football's do it. a different beast. You're going to do it like three or four times a year. Yeah. You know, you're There's not going to do it There's only 12 games in a season. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. It's these Olympic sports. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, I owe you. You have a new side gig. Yes. Thank this you. This is awesome, uh, dude. Really excited to join Learfield and call national games on the radio this upcoming season on Learfield College football Saturday night. Going to be working with Mike Golick Jr., who awesome, I man. I worked. We we overlapped a little bit at ESPN. Um, our first game is North Carolina, South Carolina in Cox. Charlotte. Yes, your Cox, your mom's Cox, your mom's Cox. The battle for Carolina. That's a great quarterback battle too. Oh, Drake yeah. May, Spencer Rattler, and then week two it's Texas Bama in Tuscaloosa. Uh, that's a big one. Doesn't get any bigger than that. I'm happy for you. Non-con. I'm I'm selfishly um, upset. I really enjoyed your conference USA work. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm gonna obsessed. miss. I'm gonna miss. I was the Birmingham boy. I know, man. I watched. I watched every one of those games, and I became very obsessed with Conference USA last year. Conference USA is so different uh, now, though. Yeah, They've like lost so league. many teams. UAB, North Texas. Those teams went to the American. A bunch more. FAU. And now we're going to see it in week zero. A bunch of Conference USA teams are playing. Jacksonville State is now in that conference. New Mexico State is now in that conference. It's different. There's only nine teams in it now. It's kind of the changing of the guard, but it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed doing Conference USA, and, and I'm sure I'll do more down the road. But we know our first three games. Week three is the backyard brawl, Pitt and West Virginia. Hopefully, hopefully at some point this season I'll get Iowa or Iowa State. That's that's cool because you you're you're kind of doing a different thing where you you were doing these conference USA things which I know you had a great experience and it was fun but now you're going to be like the game of the week. Yeah, we, we, awesome. we've got good games to to pick from and uh, so know, I know last hey, year they hey, did an Iowa game. I did I know they did an Iowa State game too. Matt, did they use your WHO headshot? <laughs> they, I think they did. Amanda Guerra pointed this out to me. She's like, how like, young are you in this picture? <laughs> they, that is my ESPN headshot. Uh, I was 28. That was 10 years ago. Oh my God. I, I, yeah. Well, are you saying that I look a lot older? Because I've aged in a year. How much have I aged in 10 years? Yeah, so you showed that picture from when we started the podcast to now. <laughs> you look like a little pipsqueak there. Uh, but yes, it's it's radio. It's on. Yeah. So explain this most to me. Learfield affiliates. Well, cause so like if Iowa State has a has an 11 a.m. game. Yeah. Right. Yep. All the all the Learfield 
um, all the affiliates that carry that game like the whole then Cyclone have the option radio to carry Got it. Our, our game and at night. You, ha- you also, because the one thing, and I, I work for Learfield too, with the radio network, and I always, I always promote this during our show, is they have that app now, the, the Varsity. Yep, it's on the Varsity app. Yeah, yeah. and that's where I've always app. listened to this broadcast in the past is through that app. Yep, and you can do that. Uh, we're also going to be streaming live. Uh, we'll have a booth cam that we're going to be streaming live on their social media. We're going to do a lot of social media stuff too, like going out in the tailgates and doing fun stuff with fans leading up to the game and in the week leading up. So uh, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you gotta no, week one. We gotta get going because you've you've booked us like with all these like shows we have to go do now. <laughs> are you upset about that? No, I'm fine with it. I just what do these guys in like Philadelphia want to do with us? Aiden, you you got a commentary here? Yeah, one of you stepped on the power cord for the uh, laptop here, so if you could politely remove your foot, what? And plug it back in for me. Your laptop went out. No, it's not out. It's just about to die. Oh. Is, it, is that better? What the hell's going on with you? This is there, amateur hour in Circa. Come on, guys. Right, it's a circus Whoever here. stepped on the circa. cord. It, it was there. probably me. Uh, what was the question? Well, you you booked us. You booked oh yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk going with uh, all these national. We're going to talk with Tim Murray from Veasan, and Veasan has their um, studio set up. Their studio right above. It's an awesome spot right above. It's so cool. Um, where all, you know all the TVs are in the background. Uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, I think we're also going to talk with uh, a Philadelphia radio station. We'll just see. We'll uh, Philadelphia really interesting. I know Peralt in wants 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 us to come on his uh, Boston versus the book. He's right over there, these, over our these shoulder. Philly guys really interested in the Iowa State kicking battle. We, we had a good talk last night with Peralt, but what was really funny to me is we were talking about you know what, he lives in infamy in in the state of Iowa yeah. and in Des Moines. He's one in of particular the most hated media members because in of history. What happened when uh, Walters came on when <laughs> Iowa State hired. Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. But Peralt, I don't know if you caught this last night, but Peralt now says he was right all along in saying Hoiberg, that is a terrible hire because Hoiberg has been terrible at Nebraska. Ridiculous. So now he says, see? Such a ridiculous take. (laughs) That's what he said. Such a bad take. (laughs) It might have worked at Iowa State, but I was right all along because now we're seeing what really goes on when he's at Nebraska. Because he won at Iowa State. It was a good hire. It's a great hire. And Hoiberg could have taken the, the Golden State Warriors job, and he could have been exactly like what Steve Kerr is. That's actually the God's honest truth. I've, one thing I've learned the more I'm around coaches, man, is, like, the job you take. Mm. They're all good coaches to an extent. Like, some are better than luck. others. A, a lot, lot of it, it you got to be choosy in those jobs that you take. And if Fred, think about if Fred would have gotten the Warriors job when Steve Kerr got it. Like yeah, how different his whole thing. And what if be. Steve Kerr would have gone to the Bulls, you know, with, with that mess? That, oh, just a disaster. They bring it on D Wade. You know, like I mean, think about that. Just to answer Gus here, yes, we will be on site for all of these games. From what I hear, the some sites are better than others for the ra- for the national radio booth, and uh, I hear that the, the Kinnick Stadium booth isn't isn't great for national radio. Have you ever been to the press box at the Liberty Bowl? No. It's the single worst press box. Th- there's no way that it's worse than Rice. The worst press box I've ever been to is Rice. And the Liberty Bowls is like Rice. It reminds me of the old Metrodome. So 
Rice plays in this stadium that was built 70 years ago, and it holds like 70,000 fans, okay? It hosted the first or the second Super Bowl. But they have not done a thing to that stadium in over 50 years. So the press box, not only is it crappy, the worst part about it is it just smells like dead rats and mice and cat piss. That's the, that was the worst part about it. Man. It's not just that it was falling apart. Dead mice, rats. Decomposing rodents and, and cat piss. And cat piss. Yes. And they don't care. Rice does not care because all they care about is, you know, academics. And that's fine. You can tell when you're at the Liberty Bulls. You know, it's very old, too, very similar. And you can tell how much fatter we've gotten as Americans. Because there's just not even room for all these fat sports writers to, like, turn around. (laughs) You know, because we've gained all this weight over the decades that that place has been I'm surprised that they can still, like, places like Kinnick Stadium, that they can still squeeze in 70,000. Because... The way, you know, the markings on the bleachers, like seat 26 and seat 27, they were measured yeah. 80 years ago. Yeah. And we're all just twice and the how, size. How are we squeezing in, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how they do it. Because there are some fat bastards in those seats. Welcome to the light. You want to be a sports writer? You're ready to get fat. And again, we've talked about it. How about because these guys are just all out eating, you know, rare steaks the night before. So that meat's just sitting there in their stomach. And then they drink all this beer and then they're just farting. It looks like there's an open bar over there. Yeah. Surprised you haven't been there yet, you (laughs) alcoholic. Why don't you go get on your treadmill? We better get out of here because we got to go. Uh, we got to go and do your. I think you might have one more story, though. Yeah. About a guy at blackjack last night. Oh, jeez. Oh, Th- that, that was insane what we saw last night at the table. I thought we were going to see like a fight. It, so I thought this guy was going to get arrested. He told us. We, I didn't get his name. We were at. But he said he used to sell books door to door in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. Yeah, which is the home of uh, the air raid. Uh huh. So I start talking to him about my longtime personal friend Hal Mummy, and he was like, he he like mumbled under his breath, oh, "Guys, a bastard." He hated Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy. Yeah. But then, I mean, he was he was pretty loud. This guy looked like, and I'm, I'm trying not to be too stereotypical, but this guy looked like he would like. He's fresh out of like a Kid Rock concert. <laughs> okay, like the beard, the everything, like. He's the guy on TikTok who's blowing up the Bud Light cans. Okay, this is yes. this guy. I, and he was... And then we're at Binion, so it's like the shittiest casino mm-hmm. in Vegas, okay? And the, and the dealers are from Thailand and Cambodia, and they don't speak great English, and they have names that are kind of hard to pronounce. You know, yeah. Zoom Ye is, is... We didn't have Zoom Ye at this point, yeah. but he was like... What, what a lovely woman she is, by oh, the way. Just amazing. phenomenal. So, and he's like, he's like, what's your name? Tuasamasak? It's like... Uh, very racist. Yes. Really 
It's not a good, it, not no. a good look. And and you know we're trying to you know kind of patch it up with, with and I ah. pronounced his name right. Yeah, I, you did. I looked at the name tag and I and, and he's respectfully like, asked yeah. him how to pronounce his name. And so so we can tip him. We're on this hand, and it just so happened that the the waitress with the drinks came by right after he hit. So he hits. He goes seventeen. Yeah. Okay. He goes to seventeen. And what was the the dealer had the dealer's showing. I think like, the dealer showed like, like a five. Or, or, I think the dealer showed what, like a five. Okay. Yeah. So he's on seventeen. Okay. And he, I guess, turned around. That's what he says anyway. Allegedly. Because all we know is it gets past him to you and then to me. And and, and then the dealer starts flips over his card and then it, it was you know it was like a 12 or whatever so he, he brings it again dealer ends up with like 20 and then this guy goes whoa 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 yeah he, i didn't i was gonna hit again <laughs> on i was going to hit on 17 yeah i just turned around because the the waitress came and the, and the guy was like who so hits on 17? Calls the pit boss over. The pit boss is like, what's going on here? And the guy's like, I, 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 I'm getting screwed over here. The whole here. time, I'm just going like this to hassle. <laughs> I'm getting screwed over here because I'm sitting here on 17. He blew on past me when I was getting my drink from the waitress. And the, and the pit boss is like, what, you're going to hit on 17? <laughs> and the guy's like, Yeah. And he had. You're goddamn you know, right. He probably had sixty bucks on the hand. Yeah, or something this like is that. a good, good size so hand. So he had for this lost guy. the hand. Okay, yeah. his sixty bucks was gone. But but he throws a fit. Pit boss comes over, pushes the sixty back in, and he says, "Okay, we can't go backwards here." Like he's gonna, because then he tried to claim like um, that the dealer went, dealer turned, and then he pulled a four. He said, "Well, that four was for me. I was gonna have twenty-one." And the dealer's like, we, we can't do that. <laughs> but what I can do is if you want to get that next card, you're sitting, you're, you have 17, you want to hit on 17, you get the next card. You don't get the four. We don't go backwards. You yeah. get the next card. And the guy's like, oh, God damn, I'm fine. So, you know, <laughs> odds are, odds are he's going to go over. He's on 17. Yeah. That son of a bitch <laughs> pulls a four. <laughs> And gets and that, not only gets his money back, but then too. wins. That pit boss was like setting him up to bust, you know. Like, and he was just like, "Fine, you idiot. You want the card? You take the card." And then he freaking got it. It unbelievable. I I have never seen that. Before. I said to that guy, "You get a, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Go. You're never gonna be that no. lucky again the rest of your life." <sighs> and then he was. He knew exactly what he was doing. And though. he, he even was trying to take he advantage even admitted of that. to oh, you. Oh yeah. He, he even admitted to you. He's like, yeah, "See, see." <laughs> I, I wasn't going to hit. <laughs> Crazy. Thanks for reminding us of that, Aiden. The best part was that he was, he used to sell books and door to door. I was trying to quiz Buzz him on that. Like, what What do you mean books? Like, what the, were you selling? People would show up and they had to get you to try and buy the encyclopedias back in the day. Or was he trying those? to, was he trying to sell like a, a Bible? Was he a, was he like a I don't Jehovah's Witness? This guy... This guy probably has, like, in his Twitter profile, <laughs> God-fearing, like, loves Jesus. And then you look at all of his tweets, and he all he's doing is just harassing every person, being, like, super mean-spirited, <laughs> just yelling at people. At one point, early on, his wife came up 
And I don't know what happened, but his wife marched out really not happy. And then his friends came over at, later, and they're like, oh, dude, your wife is pissed. And he's like, I don't give a damn. Apparently his wife had passed out on the floor <laughs> at Binion's. No, I heard this. She was... Could you imagine laying on the floor in that hotel? Too much, that bin, too much barbecue from the Binion's <laughs> oh my best God. or whatever. <sighs> Binion's best barbecue. Hey, what's Horrible. Aiden? What's Aiden like at the blackjack table? He Aiden, just stands behind play. us. He just Ooh. watches. He doesn't play. Sorry. Aiden doesn't about, play. Doesn't drink. How about Ted Flint? Oh, Ted Flint does all the above. He's a wild card. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure Ted Flint bought three shots last night. That at that O Canada bar. Yeah. It was everything bar was free. Canada, not O Canada. Okay, Bar Canada. Everything was free unless you ordered a shot. He orders three shots because he wanted one for him, me, and you. Yeah, and I told him I'm not taking a shot. And because you said that, because I said I was, I'm only going to do it if Williams is in. Because no, I don't, I don't like shots. So yeah. Williams, so Flint takes all three shots. <laughs> and it was like some maple syrup concoction. <laughs> Uh, one other great story, because I, I love him, and he won't care if we share it, because he'll be on the hook later today. So we're at Mike Palm's bar. and Yeah, you're like, we're going to go over. You're going to meet Mike Palm. You're going to get to shake his hand. Yeah. And, I, and I see Palm, and, we're, you know, and I flag him down. Palm, hey, get over here. And, and Palm kind of looks at us and smiles, and he goes, eh. He fucked those guys and walks away. <laughs> yeah, there were some heavy hitters there. He's yeah, not going to talk gonna to mess with us. Two guys named Chris Iowa everywhere. That was fun. He did it in fun. Like he wasn't being a jerk. It was a, it was it was pretty funny though. All right. Uh, so content coming up the rest of the weekend here from the Ultimate Contest weekend. Um, I'm going to be signing us up. We are going to do Survivor and Millions here on Two Guys Named Chris the rest of the year where we're going to play it together mm -hmm. and hopefully win some big money. Great. If we win the $6 million maybe prize, Maybe if we win enough, you'll actually start paying intern Aiden. You, by the way, owe me that 100 from the Bloom no, thing. No, listen. Bloom owed you that 100 no, originally. That then is bullshit. I won the bet. That you is owe so me much 20 bucks I because I took, anything. I took what's-his-face in your little dirt track I put a hundred bucks on the guy that you put at one twenty. That was never now part you of the owes, deal. You owe me twenty bucks. This is so much bullshit. We made the bet when Andy Fails had his big party. When I was going to be but gone, I wasn't going to make the bet. You Bloom said, "Take the bet because I'm coming, yeah. and we're splitting the money." Yeah, I didn't make a bet with Bloom. I made a bet with you, and Bloom, I told you. So then Bloom I said, "There's no way the money. Bloom is going to that party." B Bloom made me bet, so he owed you the money. But then you owe me the money. I bet that what's his face, Kyle Larson, was going to win that race at plus one twenty. It wasn't a real sports and, book. And I was and just did. putting out like hypothetical. You lines. owe me twenty bucks. I didn't open up bets. Steve says we should check with the uh, Circa gambling pros about whether or not you owe me money or I owe you money or Bloom owes you money. You owe me $100. Whatever you and Bloom figure out beside that is fine. You owe me 100 <sighs> Boy, oh, boy. All right. We got to get out. We got to get we, we gotta we gotta go hits to do here. Do this visa and stuff. Uh, we will be at the book tomorrow just watching all the Week Zero games. I can't wait. Aiden's going to be – if you don't follow us on, like, TikTok and all that stuff, do – because the, there'll be shenanigans. By the I'm way, sure. I'm sure did you see that guy on our? Uh, I was looking on. It was it was the Apple ratings for the podcast. He gave us a one star 
because he tuned into the show where you, talk, where, you t- where you talked about that guy who turned himself into a dog. And he's like, what the hell am I listening to? It's two, it's two guys just blathering about someone turning themselves into a dog. Yeah, the guy one from star. Japan. One star. You gave us a one star. Because- Bad rating. <laughs> God. Hey, you want just straight hardcore, then you listen to firmly entrenched yeah we've got we've we, got we, the shows baby we are prov- we are providing you guys whatever you want firmly entrenched legends and listeners and there is this guy on august the second mindless blathering download downloaded this pod for the first time in hopes of hearing thoughtful sports commentary instead i got blather zero thought went into this podcast i did learn about a guy who turned himself into a dog but no useful information or anything that could be considered thoughtful <laughs> well, tell us what you really think can we get that on a t-shirt? God. I was just going to say that. Mindless blathering? Mindless Two guys blathering. named Chris. Mindless blathering. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Aiden. Good thanks, Aiden. Thanks, the, thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing Matt. us back after just disaster at the start of the show. I think it's me because we had disaster at the start of the Vegas show back in December where we had our audio was screwed up. Yeah. And yesterday's yeah. show. Good one, Aiden. Jeez. Yeah. Thanks to <laughs> Jolene, who's watching on Facebook. Five who, stars. She's going to go give us, yeah, go give us five stars to help, you know, drown out this one star. Guy. To help allow us to pay Aiden money. Oh, my God. And that's a great story, too. The guy who turned himself into a dog <laughs> in Japan. I'm sorry. That's, that's good shit. All right. He's Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Thanks to everybody at Circa for being great hosts. We're having a great time out here. And uh, thanks to you all for watching and listening. Have a great weekend and enjoy your week zero college football. Iowa everywhere.